Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Psalms 18 verse 10, I just sung it and I just read it. But I want to give you some quick points that helps explain what it's like to live in the name of the Lord. Many times when we say things like the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runneth into it and is saved. But what does that mean? And this morning, I want to give you some practical tips, points to help you live through times like this. My sermon today is titled Survive to Thrive. You first have to survive in order to thrive. I believe many times when we preach and we teach in good faith, we are excited about getting you to your destiny. And we're excited about getting you to a place where you're doing more than just living, but thriving. But this season that we're in is specifically dealing with the of the world and dealing with the pandemic and the coronavirus uh, specifically God want us to know how to survive we have make it we have made it seem like that surviving is easy but the truth of the matter surviving is emotional surviving is strategic surviving is tactical and if you're going to make it out and I'm gonna use the keyword alive you're going to know how to live in the midst of a crisis I believe even a time like this what we're dealing with in a time like this even is preemptive or is a precursor to what it's like to live in the full-blown end times when they are many people will be uh, forsaking Jesus Christ and turning their back on him because of the pressures of the world and the life I believe now is a time to discipline ourselves make ourselves inwardly strong to live not just today but for tomorrow and I want you to know as much as God is trying to get us to glory days how many know you can't get to glory days unless you first survive and I want to give you some principles today that God has put in my heart to give you to survive and I mean everything with every fiber of my being even as I went into the coronavirus and I began to pray as a leader on how we will function as a church and how we would uh, carry out our services or how we will function and even after I heard even from our leaders I went back into prayer with God and one of the things I prayed for God is God I want no loss in this body that's what I prayed for I wanted to be honest in other words I on all of you that I saw prior to coronavirus to see you after coronavirus I want to see you when we open up I want to see you next year I'm not talking subliminally today I'm talking right to you practically I want you to live I want you to make it through this season and there are some some sensitivities that you and I must pay attention to if we're going to make it and still live in this season and so I got 10 principles that I want to give you that God will help us to survive to thrive survive to thrive point number one or principle number one is be quick be quick it means in the time of trouble do not delay to seek refuge or to seek help 
Do not procrastinate. Do not hesitate too long. There are certain times in a time of crisis where you got to be quick in decision. You have to be strong in decision. You have to have a ready mind. And so I want to challenge you to be quick, especially when it comes to your health, especially when it comes to the protection of your family. Be quick. Seek help early. Delays in asking could be too costly. I'm reminded a biblical principle to go along or biblical scripture to go along with the principle be quick. I'm reminded when when uh, Peter steps off the boat and Jesus says come to him and walk on water. Peter began to walk on water towards Jesus. The Bible says that the wind was boisterous and Peter took his eyes off Jesus. But at time as Peter recognized that he was sinking into the water, he cried out master help me. Master save me. And it was that quick decisive shout for help that allowed Jesus to rescue Peter from drowning and bring him into the boat. I'm saying very clearly to you, don't delay asking for the help you need. Don't delay getting the resources you need. When you're in a time of a crisis, when you seem like you're under attack and you need to survive until tomorrow, the worst thing you could do at times is sit home, contemplate, procrastinate. Sometimes it's better to just check and make sure everything is good. Sometimes it's good just to make sure you're right and everything is well. You don't have to sit there and wonder. Just go ahead and make sure everything is secure and I want to encourage you to be quick in this season. There are times you cannot afford to delay and I believe God wants to raise up your sensitivity in this season that you will be quick and decisive in your decisions concerning you and your family. So number one, be quick. Number two, in a climate like this, uh, you're going to have all types of emotions. Yet the Lord wants you to be happy. The scripture says, happy are those who trust in the Lord. It means that God gives them a resolve by spirit that they can live through crisis such as this and still be happy. And so your trusting in God should, should transfer to your emotional state. Even though we're dealing with so much going on in our world, the trust in the Lord should transfer to your emotional state of being. So number two, be happy. All right, be happy. One of the ways we know you're happy is by smiling. One way we know you're happy is by your social interactions and your friendliness. And even in a time like this, if you're going to survive crisis, you got to keep your emotional being healthy. You got to stay emotional. You can't get overwhelmed by what's going on because sooner or later, once anxiety gets to you and fear gets to you, it blocks what I said in number one be quick. It keeps you from decisive action. It keeps you from resources. Once you start getting overwhelmed emotionally then you're not able to think clearly. So be happy. I want to challenge you. I don't know when everything's going to be relieved. I don't know when we're going to be able to go back to normal. Uh, I don't know when I don't have the time clock. If I did it would have been over a long time ago. You agree? Right? But I want to challenge you in these times to be happy. It means find peace 
and what you can do instead of being frustrated about what you wish you can do. Be happy. Find peace in what you can do instead of being frustrated about what you wish you can do. Be happy. Uh, number three, be strong. Be strong. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong. God also told Joshua, right after his leader Moses had died, Moses, his leader had died, brought them to the wilderness. Joshua has an allegiance to his leader Moses. And in the midst of grieving, God is still calling him to be decisive. In the midst of grieving, God has pushed Joshua into his neck. And he tells Joshua, Joshua, only be strong and courageous. He challenges Joshua in a time of grief to be strong. Carry out the instructions. Carry out the promise. And sometimes it's even tougher to be strong while you're dealing with loss. I want you to be aware that everyone around us is dealing with loss. There's been the loss of job, the loss of momentum the loss of status there's even been the loss of lives and dealing with loss can be very heavy dealing with the loss of loved ones loss of family can be very heavy and so God comes to say be strong be strong in the Lord and he tells Joshua this because the only way he can make it to the promised land the only way he can take people to the next is that if he is strong and so I'm telling you to be strong this morning make the decisions that is best for your welfare and your life knowing that one size doesn't fit all one of the greatest challenges about being strong and what I what the reason I said one size doesn't fit, fit all because sometimes you try to copy somebody else and in this season it's gonna be hard to copy somebody and be at peace you got to know what's best for you you got to know what's best for your family you got to know I, even as the pandemic begin to spread um, uh, this challenge began to how do we govern our cities how do we govern our counties and our leaders had to be very strong to decide what's best for the city that they have authority in they couldn't look at New York who had very high numbers and determine what the, what's going on in New York needs to happen in another city it's not always the case and so being strong mean being able to see through the clutter and excuse me and make the decision that fits you so be strong in this season be strong God is going to cause you to be able to piercing decisions to be strong about what's best for you in this season be strong number four be cutting edge be cutting edge now this is one of the challenges during a crisis because when times during a crisis people stop thinking but people who think during crisis find treasures like never before. People who think during a crisis find themselves in a whole new level of either entrepreneurship, creativity, people who think 
during a crisis. So I even challenge you while you are surviving that you become a cutting edge person. What now can you do now that you couldn't do then? What skill that has been dormant that seems better to be used now than it was back then? How can you uh, diversify your portfolio, diversify your skills, diversify your team, diversify your business? How can you change your platform in a way that you're still on your mission but doing it differently? Be cutting edge. This is the key to being cutting edge. You got to have the balance of being both. Both what? Both creative and careful. Be cutting edge. Be both creative and careful. Be both creative and careful. I like to tell the story. You can even look it up. There's a story here that I believe happened in Jacksonville Beach. Jacksonville Florida uh, regarding the Department of Transportation in which I, I work so I know the story we've told it many times and our leadership circles and our leadership uh, empowerment session this story about DOT several years ago um, a beach a, a excuse me a whale had beached itself on the beach and, and so it passed away the, the whale was on the beach and, and they didn't know what to do about removing this beach and moving this well off the beach but one of the engineers said I got a plan told the leader of the of Department of Transportation I got a plan and they came up with a plan uh, to actually use dynamite to actually get rid of the whale, all right? And so they got dynamite, loaded sticks of dynamite, and they got everything squared off. They uh, squared off the area. And because it was such a big thing, everybody in the city and around town came to see it. They came to see it, and the engineer was so excited about how to get rid of this well, and he was going to use this dynamite, and they thought it was a good, a good idea, and an easy way to get rid of a thousand plus pound well. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't measure the impact of the dynamite and how powerful it was, and as they blew up the well, uh, the well went everywhere. It went places they didn't want it to go, all right? It flew everywhere, even on the people who was behind the barricades, all right? Blubber went everywhere, all right? And it's a good illustration. You can look it up, those who are leaders. It's a great principle on how to be creative and careful, all right? You got to be both. If you're going to be cutting edge, you can't be creative and still cause harm to people or put people in harm's way but how can your creativity still have a great measure of safety and so that's a practical story you can go ahead and google it all right about the well that was blew up on the beach but it's a teaching or a principle on how to be cutting edge and God wants us to be cutting edge in this season there's a still a way to manage your gift manage your business and still be careful number five which is so important is be patient be patient be patient number one uh, as a part of number five, A, be patient. Number one, I want you to know that you are valuable. You are valuable. You're valuable both in your current situation and you're valuable to the future. You know, if you believe that you're not valuable in your current situation, you won't show up to do anything now. But also, if you don't believe you're valuable tomorrow, you will put yourself at risk 
of tomorrow because you don't recognize that you are valuable not just today but tomorrow and so there's sometimes like in the game of football here's a good illustration sometimes the offense is not moving and gaining ground rather than going for a first down on fourth down they do something which is called punt they punt the ball which is a sign that we're going to be patient in this game and we're going to play the game of field possession and hopefully our defense can get a three and out after we punt the ball and then maybe we'll get the ball closer to our end zone see it's a strategy of being patient and in this season we cannot get too hasty in our current state we can't get too hasty we must walk diligently knowing we got value value today and tomorrow and so I'm not worried about everything I had planned for Monticello uh, the victorious church still got a plan and that plan is good for tomorrow I wanted to do some great things this year specifically for Monticello it's a baby church it's a baby church babies need nursing babies need care babies need to be looked after and to put it on the side due to COVID-19 was the right thing to do but how many know I'm not worried about it the same God that told us to do it is the same God that's going to be good tomorrow and when we start rolling out the relaunch plan for Monticello it'll be fine why are we not pushing so hard in so many areas because we're waiting on the right time the right season the right way to do what God has called us to do and being patient helps you preserve your future people who get become anxious lose their value lose their treasure treasure lose what God's going to do tomorrow and I'm challenging you today don't you lose what God's gonna do for you tomorrow be patient in all things with the Lord hallelujah the Bible declares having done the will of God you have a need of patience." James picks it up also in the book of James and said let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire want to nothing and so this even is a season where we are creatively deciding that it is better to be patient than to be anxious all right and so know that you have current value I want you to say this with me I am valued come on say I am valuable come on type it in your timeline I am valuable I am good today and I am good tomorrow come on I am valuable today and I am valuable tomorrow I am worthy today and I'm worthy tomorrow you have value and you have to learn to be patient in the process all right so be patient be patient Number six, I hope y'all getting this and excited as I am. Because God said, I want you to put more emphasis, Pastor Joe, on surviving. I want people, you ever watch that movie, um, Survival? And, and even Darwin, Darwinism, and I'm not preaching Darwinism, but he tried to pre talk about the survival of the fittest. Survival is not an easy thing. It takes being very intentional and strategic to survive. All right, number six, be lovable. Be lovable. Be lovable. Love is the main characteristic that people even know that we are the children of God. The Bible says, how can you love a God that you do not see and hate a brother that you do see? So God says, one of the ways that I know you in balance with life is that not only you love me, but you love the things I create. 
You love people. And so you have an agape phileo, brotherly, agape phileo, brotherly love with mankind. So be lovable. Be lovable. It means two things. It means two things. And this is very good. Being lovable means two things. It means that you first reach out to people you love. So if you love somebody and you are lovable, you reach out to people that you love. All right? So that's very important because there are people who are waiting to be loved, but you're not showing yourself to be lovable. You're waiting to be loved. But one of the ways you show that you're lovable is that you express and reach out to people that you love. You're not sitting back all the time waiting for somebody to say, I love you, Joe. I love you, Susie. I love you, Amy. That's great. But you're on the offensive end of life and you are living your life loving people and expressing yourself. And I feel sad for those who are grown and still hadn't learned how to love and express your love for people. I don't talk much. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. You're grown now. You got to be a relationship now. You got to be able to express your love. Your love can't be no secret, Jim. Your love has to be known come on the Bible talks about secret love we don't need no secret love we need love that's manifested that people know they are loved we're grown now and we're not children children have to be taught how to love we're grown we should know how to love we should know how to speak up to other people and appreciate the people in our lives no one that's close to us connected to us should be starved of the love that they need to get from us come on it's sad to starve a person in your own house of the affection that is due to them and you're the one living with them you ought to say thank you every while once in a while every once in a while you ought to say mama i love you come on children come on you not do everything that your parents give you you not do that big list you got for christmas get out of here in jesus name say mama thank you thank you for the small things thank you for waking me up when i didn't wake up myself you know get up get me on time for it thank you mama for loving me children have to learn how to be grateful and lovable Come on, some amen. I know no parent don't want to want to raise a child that can't be lovable, can't say thank you, think they'll do everything, think you obligated to do everything you've done. Hallelujah. Think you obligated to do everything you've done. I one of the first lessons my parents taught me as a child was to say thank you. Amen. My dad would give me something, and if I didn't say thank you quick enough, he'll take it back. He said, What what you say? That's what you say. And thank you. All right now. Amen. You get all excited about things, and we got to learn to appreciate people. So be lovable. The first aspect of being lovable is not waiting to be loved, but rather loving other people. God uh, reciprocated and paralleled and modeled this principle by saying for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Another scripture says when the world was yet sinners Christ gave his son for the world or for the ungodly. When we were yet sinners Christ gave his life for the world and God gave his son. It means that God didn't wait for us to mature to love us but he gave us a deposit of love 
love, a seed of love, an expression of love by giving his only begotten son. So no longer are you sitting back waiting to be loved. Be on the offense and start loving people. Be on the offense and start appreciating people. Stop waiting for everybody to appreciate your gift. We're going to get to that. That's point number two. But I got to get to point number one in being lovable. Go ahead and hug somebody in your home. Go ahead and love somebody in your view and let them know I love you. Come on. Be lovable. So that, so that A part of that was reach out to the people you love. Right? Don't let the people you love be starved of the love you are supposed to give. Alright? And the second part is reach out to the people who loves you. Alright? So both of them is dealing with you. So reach out to the people you love. Alright? You love. People you love. Notice the difference. People you love. Reach out to people you love. These are the people I love. I did reach out to the people who loves you. And that list may vary a little bit. But this is all about you giving love. And I want to teach you how to give love. All right. Number seven, be sober. Be sober. If you're going to survive to thrive, you got to be sober. Be sober. I've been teaching this principle, so I don't have to spend that much time on this one. I've been teaching about sobriety. What God has brought us into this season is how to be sober. How to be sober. And to be sober, it means to be balanced. To be sober means, uh, and I use it being the scale, uh, the scale one side is don't be stupid. And I don't mean to be crass or disrespectful by using the word stupid, uh, but I'm going to use it. Don't be stupid on the right side. And on the other side, don't be scared. All right? Don't be scared. That's the two continuums. You can be on one side, you can be so scared that you can't function, you can't do anything. Then you can be on the other side, you're not scared of nothing, that you're just doing all the wrong things, you're missing all the warning signs, you're not listening to nobody, because you're not scared. You're so not scared, you're almost stupid. God doesn't want us stupid, and God doesn't want us scared. The principle that helps us live this life is to be sober. Be sober, all right? Be sober for your adversary, the devil, come to seek whom he may devour. And the Bible calls us to be sober. It means to be clear-headed be able to navigate through it be sober number eight be compassionate be com be compassionate be compassionate it means life is tough for many right now many people are going through things they never face many people are facing emotions they never dealt with life is tough for many so don't forget to be compassionate don't forget sometimes we don't know how to relate to people because we hadn't been through anything or we feel like all our knowledge exempt us from a trial or tribulation but there's people who did everything right and still going through wrong we, we there are people who did everything right and still going through wrong going through things that don't seem fair there are people who've done the best they could but the the, the, the result they're getting from life seems to seems as if life is not fair and sometimes we have to slow down and be compassionate to people and to be compassionate even to people who've done wrong and are dead wrong. We got to still learn to be compassionate because we should remember when we were dead wrong. That's the principle that helps us forgive. The Bible tells us to forgive our brothers even as Christ has forgiven you. And so it's just saying remember to be compassionate to others when they do wrong because remember that Christ was compassionate and forgiving to you. So number eight, be compassionate. Number nine, be balanced. Be balanced. It's a little bit of be sober, but I'm really dealing with the emotional aspect of it. 
All right, but be balanced. It means be passionate and appropriate. Be balanced. Be passionate and be appropriate. Sometimes you can be passionate about something and be all wrong the way you handled it. You can be sincere. You can have meant that thing. I meant what I said. Yeah, you meant it, but you said it at the wrong time. You had no sensitivity on when to say what you have to say. There is a wrong time to say the right thing. And if you're saying the right thing at wrong times, that right thing becomes the wrong thing. So the wisdom of life is to be balanced, to be both sincere. You know, some people say, I'm sincere. I mean what I say. And when I said it, I meant it. Yeah, you meant it and you were mean. You meant it and you were overcritical. You meant it. Yeah, you meant it. We know it. I don't do nothing but the truth. You know, the Bible teaches us we do truth in love. We're not to do truth without love. And love helps us to balance how we handle things. So you can't just give truth. Without love, love is how you present things. Come on. Love is the platter in which you present things to people. So you just can't talk any kind of way and just say, that's how I am. This is what I do. My whole family this way. No, you need to get delivered in Jesus' name. My grandma this way. You know, this is what we, we don't bite our tongue for nobody. Sometimes you need to bite your tongue. Sometimes you need to hush up. Sometimes you don't need to say everything that comes to your mind. Hey, you ain't getting to say everything you thinking. Everybody don't always want to hear everything you thinking. Hallelujah. Sometimes you need to practice discipline with that tongue and be balanced. That means be passionate and appropriate. See, when you're balanced and appropriate, you're able to grow your influence and maintain respect. See, if you be balanced and appropriate, you know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and people can respect you even when you're going through tough things or you're dealing with a difficult situation. And so being balanced in your emotions helps you be both passionate and appropriate, and by this, you'll be able to grow your influence. See, God don't want you to, God don't want you to keep ruining your reputation. Everybody don't need to keep knowing you by having a smart mouth. Everybody don't need to know you about getting always fussing and cussing when you get mad. Everybody don't need to know you need to get some balance and some self-control. And these things are necessary to survive through the crisis, to survive through the things that are difficult. If you're going to survive to thrive, you've got to be balanced in the emotion that you're passionate and appropriate. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Be responsible. Be responsible. Being responsible means doing the things that are in your hands, the things that you are assigned to do when you have to do it, speaking up when you have to do it or can't get it done, but it means being responsible. Be responsible. One of the responsibilities that many of you have and I have in this season is to stay connected to what feeds your strength and energy. And that's what I want to talk about the most on being responsible. In this type of environment, it's easy to disconnect, go somewhere, and show up when everything is over. But the truth of the matter, you need to be responsible for your energy. You need to be responsible. One of the ways, you know, you know, one of the ways you stay responsible is staying connected to what feeds you. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's staying connected to what feeds you. That's how you're going to keep up the right attitude. That's how you're going to keep up the right disposition. That's how you're going to keep the right behavior. It's you got to stay connected and be responsible to keep yourself connected to what feeds you and what encourages you and what stirs you and what motivates you. 
You got to become aggressive and more intentional in being responsive to your soul, responsive to your destiny, responsive to your life. You got to be responsible to stay connected to what feeds you. Be responsible to what feeds your strength. Right, so if you want to maintain, and I, there are certain things, and I, I like to uh, use myself as an example sometimes because it's the easiest thing to do. All right, but uh, uh, if I'm going to maintain what God has blessed me with, there are things I gotta feed myself with, just so I have it to give out. Because you can't give out what you don't have. If you're not responsible uh, to eat when you need to eat, see there are things you gotta eat, so eat so your body can have what it needs to produce. You can't take your body and have your body going 15 hours a day, but you don't feed it the right nutrients and proteins, and you're not eating fruit and you're not drinking water. Your body is gonna say, You did not give me what you're asking of me. You're demanding more of me than what you're giving me. But you have to be responsible to the body. The body will shut down on you if you don't take care of it. The body will tell you, you not treat me right, you don't love me, you don't care for me, but you keep asking me to perform for you. And the body will just cave in on you. Your health will decline if you don't be responsible to feed the thing that's taking care of you. You need your body. You need to take care of your health. Come on, you need, you don't need to wait two weeks with symptoms before you go see a doctor. You don't need to wait, be wondering what this is, what lump I got on my breast, what's going on with my body. You don't need to be waiting. Go forth, be responsible to what you see. Check it out. Don't let fear overwhelm you. Because that happens sometimes. Sometimes we drum up certain things. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you what happens when you don't move responsibly in action. You start imagining things. Boy, and that mind of yours, when it doesn't have something factual to hold on to, that mind could say, oh, well, maybe it's this. Oh, maybe it's that. Oh, maybe it's that. But if you do the right thing to face whatever you have to face, go go, go, go through the challenge. If you need a friend or a co-worker or a spouse or a best friend to go to the doctor with you, whatever it may be, get somebody you trust to walk that thing with you so you can go through the necessary things. Be responsible. I feel like, and I'm closing, I feel like in this season, God doesn't just want me to get you to there. God wants you to keep, make sure I'm keeping you here. And I'm very adamant about you taking care of yourself in this season. I'm adamant about you surviving. I'm adamant about you doing the things that are necessary for you to survive. Very practically, I want you to know there have been several times during this whole COVID-19 that I have taken and got tested for COVID-19 and it's no big thing for me because I love my family and I love you and I love myself I don't hesitate at all to go get tested I've been tested many times all right many times it make no difference to me the thing is free amen this is free and this is practical with I'm not it don't bother me to get in no line see many times we use all these excuses not to do the right thing I don't want to be inconvenienced I don't want to stand in line all this other stuff I don't want to have to wait get in the line do what you got to do to take care of yourself and there have been times I woke up with a sniffle and a headache and I'm not often sick or have headaches and I had a headache one time that last a whole day and I decided the next day that I was going to get a COVID test because that's one of the symptoms potentially of having COVID-19 is if you have headaches and I felt fine everywhere else I didn't have a fever but I decided to go rule it out to make sure I was fine and the people that I love and come in contact with are fine as well all right 
right? So whether, although I wear masks when I'm in the public and things of that nature, when I go home, I'm just like many of you, I do not wear a mask at home, all right? So that's the wisdom of the thing. And you, many of you, are not walking around your home with a mask on. If you are, that's fine. If that's your strategy for your house, you're fine, but most of us are not. So that means when you do have any type of symptoms, you need to take care of yourself. I feel just as spiritual and just as godly and just as on assignment today as I did last Sunday or the previous Sunday or any time before. God wants you to survive. God wants you to make it through this season. God wants you to know to have wisdom and strategy on how to live and be emotionally healthy in a season like this. In summary, be quick, don't delay. Be happy, have joy. Be strong and courageous. Be cutting edge. Be patient. Don't allow anxiety to run your life. Be lovable. Be sober, be compassionate, and be balanced. Lastly, be responsible. I believe that if we do these things with the help of God, God will help us to survive. And I want to, I want you to lift your hands right now and I want to sing this song. Even as we're closing, getting ready for our communion, I want you to understand today that my pull and my plea is very practical today. There are people everywhere, even specifically churches, and I'm not talking about churches shouldn't open and all that, that's not my forte. I believe certain circumstances church can open fine and certain circumstances churches cannot. It's just the demographics of that church and the function of that church. I know a pastor, he hadn't opened since COVID-19. Why? Because 80% of his congregation are senior citizens. And so his lean was towards the senior citizens and those who are elder. And because he loved them and cared for them, he said no church for nobody because 80% of his church are seniors. So that's not my point, but my point is there are people who just feel like they gotta be everywhere at every place. They're not living in wisdom. They're not living with discretion in this season. Thank you, sir. And I want you to lift your hands as we take our community together. And we wanna sing this song in your spirit. And I mean it from the depths of my heart. I need you to survive. I need you to make it through this season. I need you to be diligent. I need you to do everything it takes to make it through this season. I need you to use wisdom you never used before. I need you to use discernment and sensitivity that you never used before. And at the same time, God can cause you to prosper and be creative. I'm not telling you to run and hide. I'm definitely not calling you to live in fear. Everything I explained, explained the life of those who run to the tower, run to a place of faith and refuge. And how God covers us and gives us wisdom so I want you to lift your hands I want you to get ready for communion right now I need you to survive I've never told you I've taken 10 points today if you felt like Pastor Joe has preached on everything but he's never told me how much he cared today I want you to know those 10 points are for you I want you to know I care I want to see you after this I'm not playing and I'm not kidding at all you need to take care of yourself and your family. You need the wisdom that's appropriate for your house. Come on, lift your hands. Let's, let's worship. I want you to take your communion out together. This is a sign of corporate destiny. This is a sign of corporate destiny, taking your communion. We're gonna take it together as a sign that we care for one another, that we're in the body of Christ. 
Come on, lift your hands. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. Sing it again. We'll take communion right after. Wafer and lift it high and take that bread and lift it high. We are the body of Christ. This represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible even says that we are the body. There are one one body but many members. So this, this bread even represents your family being whole. Break it, eat ye all of it. We are one body. We are whole together. We are healed together. No one missing. No one broken. No one out of place. Hallelujah. Even if there's sickness healing in the body, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that we are whole and entire. Every need be supplied. We are connected one to another. We supply, we strengthen one another, brother to brother, sister to sister, mother to mother, father to father, children to children. We need everyone to survive. Hallelujah. And the juice represents the, the blood of Jesus Christ. Should there be any sin, and when there is sin, the Bible declares that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we drink this juice. And similar to that we have been made cleansed and whole. We have been made right by Jesus Christ. If there be any sin, we ask that you will forgive us, that you will wash us, you will bring us together. No division, no scandal, no brother against brother, no sister against sister, no offense. If there's any offense, let the blood forgive. Let there be forgiveness in homes, forgiveness in houses, forgiveness in relationships, forgiveness at work. Let the blood flow. Let the blood heal. Let the blood cleanse. Bring us back together, unified together. Together, walking in relationship walking in harmony Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit that we are the body of Christ 
and we need each other to survive and we thank you today that you are the mediator and the intercessor of our lives we thank you lord god for the scripture that says that we can run to you because your name the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run there in our save so give us wisdom on how to live in the tower in this season how to cover our brothers and our sisters in the name of the lord jesus keep those hands lifted hallelujah we need you to survive we need you to survive to thrive we want to see you after this we want to see you well after this we want to see your family after this thank you for pro profound wisdom god profound discernment in our individual lives in our homes between spouses let us walk in unity like never before god no disagreements no fussing about how we should do it when we should do it god let it be unity no arguments but unity god in our family relationships unity god god we thank you for breaking against disunity and letting unity flow in our homes glory to god and agreement flow in our homes in this season like never before god we need each other to survive in jesus mighty name will you give god praise today glory to god come on praise god for brother bobby eason hallelujah on the organ and sister ebony maddox amen amen the team here today who help us do what god has called us to do and to serve you today and god wants you to take this word to heart survive to thrive and don't let this word just stay with you share it with your friends and your family members people need principles to live in this season people need courage to live in this season people need wisdom and discernment to live in this season don't you be silent don't you be silent someone needs these this wisdom these 10 principles that God has given me is to help us to live for tomorrow to survive to thrive and we've made surviving to look easy but it takes real courage and guts to survive and God's going to be with you and God's going to keep us I believe that wholeheartedly God's going to keep you and as we close may heaven's face shine upon you may his favor rain down on you may you walk in all types of joy just overflowing joy and overflowing peace hallelujah may you walk in that creativity and let there be no lack in your lives oh if you trust him I believe him let there be no lack in your lives no lack of joy no lack of finances no lack of resource no lack of peace no lack in your lives none we run it out in Jesus name there there's a way to live in this crisis there is a blessed place there is a secret place there is a hidden place hallelujah and we contend for it in this season we contend to be shielded we contend to be protected we contend to make it out of here in the name of the Lord I need y'all to stand up in your faith I mean everything I got I plan to be here tomorrow in the name of the Lord Jesus and you stand up in your faith we pronounce that blessing on you we decree that blessing upon you in your household glory to God there'll be an insurmountable wisdom on you an insurmountable self-control upon you in this season you're important to me I need you to survive I want to remind you that we're on what we call our vacation days for Wednesday night towards the end of the year we are benevolent to our teams and our worship team and even to my own self I need to be good to my own self that we take some days off from Bible study and so we've already done that and so last Wednesday was our last Bible study for the year and now we're on vacation days for Bible study and we'll be back in the new year and that's just a way of saying thank you to all our leaders and our volunteers and also giving us some time for family because family is important as well all right and so that's our gift um, as a way for those special 
especially who are committed to our church that we thank you and we appreciate all that you do for this church and again we will not be having Wednesday night Bible study so I'll see you again next Sunday morning I need you to survive God bless you we hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them you can find more information by following them on social media just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church and we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.